In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza. and Aileen Drexler. I'm going to make you girls a hump day treat. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello, and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. And I'm Aileen. And we're here, and today... First of all, Aileen, how are you? How is um, single-digit birth numbers? You know, you're, you're coming. it's coming soon. How are you... How, how many weeks are we out about? We're at 31 weeks. <laughs> and it's out of 37 to 41 is basically the window. Like, if you... People go... Like it's called like early term, but also could be full full term for 37 weeks. So like I was at my OB the other day and I asked her like, when should I be prepared? Like what's the date (laughs) realistically? And she was like, you know, like beginning of like 37 weeks. And I was like counting in my head. I'm like, that's six weeks from now. (laughs) I know. I know. And so like at my office, I had a panic attack (laughs) and she was like, it's okay. It'll be okay. You know? I'm just like, I was like so scared. And she's like, our bodies, you know, like adjust for this this to happen. It's going to be, you know, you'll figure it out as you go. Yeah. So you have support. Yeah. And I was just, you know, it just felt so, felt so real. I went and, and I toured a daycare the other day all over the weekend. Yeah. And How was um, it? <laughs> Colorful? It was so cute. But like also felt so real because... A, like the cubbies with the names on them, like made it feel so real. And then seeing like the little chairs, like yeah. the tiny little kid chairs that are so small, like tiny, tiny toilets. Oh my gosh. And I mean, obviously we're not there yet. I was looking at the infant room, <laughs> but um, I saw it tour the whole place and it just felt so fucking real. Like, I don't know, it just all hit me in like one weekend and I'm definitely like, people are like, how are you? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I just like I don't know, I'm pregnant. Like that's all I say. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't right. know. I'm it's very overwhelming. Like what you're telling me is very overwhelming. <laughs> oh my god. And then my 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 I I'm hiring a baby nurse for like a couple weeks and she just pulled out yesterday last oh. night. For some and reason I was like, she pulled out. <laughs> she she as in canceled on. No, me. I know. And not like sexually. But like when you're talking about babies and like you hear pull out, it's just usually used in a different did, way. She used, she used the pull out method with her calendar. Okay. <laughs> and and um I I booked her like many, many months in advance and I just had a breakdown last night. I just started hysterically crying. And I overwhelmed beyond, but thankfully, like I have a great support system and lots of people who know people. And I just have like so many now contacts at me, like person's first name, baby nurse. Like, so yeah. I now have to just kind of find someone and it's fine. I'm not complaining, but you know, that's how I'm feeling, Sammy. <laughs> that's a lot. Wow. And that's just with the baby stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm okay. You know, it's all good. It's as expected. Life throws curves and you just go with it. Right. Totally. How are you feeling? (laughs) Oh, my God. I had so many things to say and I don't remember any of them because you just like hit (laughs) me with the baby stuff. Let me think what's on my mind right now. One, in terms of babies, we are moving full (laughs) steam ahead with freezing the eggs. We are making – I'm going to make an appointment like today. Like I'm really going to do it. Oh what um, was the deciding thing? Like, how did you go from maybe 
maybe later to today. Do you really want the honest answer? Do I want ever a fake? Eileen <laughs> agreed to put up some money for it. Okay. And, um, I mean, yeah, it's really expensive. Yeah, that was actually what I was like, okay. So like, yeah, sure, we'll go. Like, because that was, I mean, it's not like, it was just a lot of money. And like, before you spend any large amount of money, it's like, ugh. Plus, I was like, oh, I'm going to spend all the money and then I'm going to like go to the appointment. I'm going to have my put my feet in the stirrups, which I fucking hate. So I was like, I'm not going to like pay thousands of dollars to put my feet in the stirrups for no reason. So I need to like or I wasn't going to put my feet in the stirrups until I was ready to pay (laughs) the thousands of dollars. So but yeah, you're like they're signing up for something really expensive that's also then like emotionally, hormonally, physically draining. And like the chances are like it's not always guaranteed. So it's like a huge decision to make. But that's amazing that you decided to go ahead with it. That's one thing. Congrats. Number two is thank you. I am preparing for Jordana's Bachelorette this weekend. Mentally preparing to to first of all, I haven't traveled. This is my first time on a plane. And So I haven't had this and I haven't been on a trip that's like far with girls or we're drinking. Like, I mean, we went to the Catskills, but that was like so chill. (laughs) We did drink a lot of wine. (laughs) Right. But this is like different. Like, so between like the body stuff and the photos that we'll be taking, plus like, you know, I get anxiety while traveling. But what I realized is I actually get anxiety about the anxiety that I will have. So... All that is to say, I have a clonopin for the plane. (laughs) So I am a little, I'm a little like nervous to go on a trip, but I am very excited because I think once we get there, it'll be really, really fun. But breaking that travel seal is, you know. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, but once you're like doing it, you're just, you're going with the flow. Like you're just there and you can't just kind of stop it. You're just going. Right. And I think that's what, that's what makes me a little anxious because like, I know when we went away like two weekends ago with friends, like I definitely, I had a great time. I loved like being around people, but I also needed every, let's say like hour and a half. I needed to like excuse myself to go (laughs) just like take 15 minutes by myself just yeah, to like it's hard to do on a big girl's trip right so right exactly i mean that was hard to do it on that trip too but like i feel like i'm just gonna need like a few minutes every few hours to like decompress well i'm sure it'll be a great time i'm extremely jealous like my fomo is not okay <laughs> but um i'm sure you'll have a good time and it'll be all worth it at the end while we're talking about anxiety, our episode topic today is actually social anxiety. So should we like, should we should we go there? Should we talk about it? We asked you to submit some questions. The topic is how to deal with social anxiety and insecurity while entering back into the real world, but also just in general. Social anxiety is very real. So very real. You revealed a few weeks ago that you have social anxiety and you therefore are not sure what to talk about. So you reach for the weather. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny i forgot i even did that <laughs> you telling me things i've said i'm just like when did i say <laughs> i have no memory at all but that's funny yeah i i definitely have social anxiety i've always had it even with close friends it just is there i don't know how but i but i don't know how to combat it but i do think i'm an extrovert so it's just kind of or maybe i'm one of those like in any outies <laughs> okay there but, was a question we did get a listener dm do you believe you can be an extrovert with social anxiety because i think i am one of those i feel like one of the biggest scams is the concept of an introvert and an extrovert i don't think that they're like real things like i don't think everyone's just one or the other like i think it's kind of a it's not real and the idea that you have to ca- characterize yourself as one is silly I read something or somebody shared with me once about introverts versus extroverts and like how they are in like meetings or brainstorms and that generally extroverts think by talking and introverts think by thinking. I don't know how real this is, but I just think it's interesting. Like you can't, you're you're like that. That's the biggest kind of thing. Like when you're out there just chatting away, you're sort of thinking at the same time. Whereas introvert, maybe you're quiet, but really that's the way that you can process your thoughts. 
Right. That makes that sense of how they would like act in a meeting. Yeah. Or or just even like conversation. Right. Like an extrovert might be more vocal and like want to talk more because they can think through something at the same time as they are vocal. Yeah, I totally believe that you can be an extrovert and have social anxiety. I don't think it's like mutually exclusive. Yeah, I just I feel like you can have social anxiety due to so many different things, regardless of whether you prefer to be sort of on your own or in the background or one on one with people versus with a bunch of people talking all the time. Like, I feel like you can still have social anxiety. And I feel like I have I have that. I love being with people. I love talking through my thoughts, but I still have trouble. Like I still have this like it's like an anticipation anxiety of like like because maybe because i don't really like silence that much (laughs) like i'm not maybe i like silence but i'm not comfortable with silence that much you know yeah i think that's part of social anxiety this episode is brought to you by newly have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. There was the first question that I think actually is the cause or like the root cause of a lot of social anxiety. And the question is, how do you be authentic with social anxiety? I always feel like I'm performing. I actually think the social anxiety is is caused by confusion about how one acts authentic. Like, think about when you feel really comfortable with the group or the situation you're in. Like, when I'm with my mom, I have no social anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm my most comfortable and authentic. Like, and then when you're with, like, a close friend, you're going to be like, Maybe you'd be a little less, slightly less authentic and comfortable, but you'd still be like pretty close, like 99, 98% authentic, you know? Then when you get to like an uncomfortable situation with like maybe there's an outer circle person there or someone you don't really trust or maybe doesn't know you as well, you're probably going to like probably not going to feel as comfortable You might hesitate to say some things. You might question like, what will this person think? Because they're the person who's not like, who doesn't already have like the fully formed opinion of the authentic you. I think that the social anxiety is caused by lack of certainty about how to be. Should you be- How to act. Right, right. Should you be like really leaning into your authentic self or should you be- holding back or should you be bringing up a different topic of conversation or using a different line or saying, you know. But sometimes, okay, but while I I agree with you generally, I think in reality or like in practice, like if you're in a social situation that you like have to be in, whatever, we all have our things. um, And you just, what does that even mean? Like be your authentic self. Like you have to go around and socialize. And in my, sometimes my authentic self is like, I don't have anything to talk about right now, (laughs) but I have to stand here and talk to you. (laughs) And regardless of whether or not you're my close friend or not, like 
it's a challenge. And then you, on top of that, have this like anxiety about, oh, they're going to think I'm like not whatever. You know what I mean? Regardless of whether or not, I, I mean, I don't care technically. I don't think your opinion of me is going to change regard of like what I'm acting like. But like if I'm just sitting there, I'm just like standing there, not talking, you're going to be like, are you mad at me? Like what's going on? You know what I mean? Right. So it's <laughs> right. Like, why aren't you talking? <laughs> you know, and it's just like this, this like, okay, we got to talk and we got to be around these people. And like, well, like, let's say we're ever in a social situation and you're feeling that way. You could just say to me, like, I have social anxiety. Can we just sit here in silence? Like, I wouldn't be offended. <laughs> That's true. That would be being your authentic self to me. <laughs> like, no, you're, you're you wouldn't right. say you're that right. to just everybody. Obviously, you wouldn't say that to, like, anybody. But, like, yeah, if, if we're in a situation, like, I feel like if I know I can say that to you and I don't have to make fake convo with you, that right. is, like, really so much easier. And that would, like, eliminate my anxiety because once we're, like, leveled that we're just being – we're just going to sit here silently because we don't want to talk to anyone or each other. It's okay. (laughs) It's not offensive. My my anxiety stems from, like, the fear of not having, like, being with somebody and them, like, not asking enough questions. So I'm the one who has to ask all the questions. (laughs) I I know what you mean. Like, I can't. Often I just can't think of anything to say. I can't. And sometimes like, that's why I would prefer to be in a group of like five people so that it's more diffused. Yeah, like, I agree. And you could chime in when you feel like, yeah, I could, this is something I could talk about. Totally. I, I agree with you. I think that that's, it's definitely harder. But there's, because everybody communicates differently. And even like, even with my parents, I'm just, I, they're like, even even there, it's just like, all right, like I, it's now I have to, you know, like talk to them about things. <laughs> you, you know, it's so funny. I actually realized that like my mother is the only person who I don't feel this way around. Like I could act any way around my mother and it just wouldn't even matter. Like, which is a very, which is like now, so now I've started to measure all my interactions against my comfort level with my mother. And like, Obviously, Avi is like right, right up there. But I also feel like I owe him like, you know what I mean? Like I owe him being like, you know what I mean? Owe him to be more to be on. Like, not on, but like, I I feel like I need to be nicer to him. <laughs> my mom. So you're saying you're not, your your baseline of not being that nice to your mom is your no, like, <laughs> like I don't feel like I need to like. <laughs> This is probably just fucked up behavior that I towards my mother, but like I don't feel like I need to like, like I don't need to work towards our like you know when you're you're married you need you want to like work to, with respect and proper communication like that's like I don't have that with my mom. It's, it's the ideal, but you know, right? I feel um, like I need that even less with my mother because we came from such a worse place. So like now, like any uh-huh. thing is an improvement. That's funny because with Rusty, like I don't, we don't. I don't think that we ever run out of things to talk about so much so that like if he talks about oh, something yeah. or if I talk about something, I'll just be like, do we really need to talk about this again? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we don't. We we totally talk about the same thing over and over again. And it's incredibly exhausting. <laughs> like, is this topic really where we're going? But OK, so one of their questions is like, ha- do we have any strategies to combat social anxiety? And. Also, does your social anxiety ever, like, stop you from doing things, like going to a social gathering or anything like that? It used to more. But, like, I wonder if it's my social anxiety or just the fact that I, like, have no problem leaning into my laziness. Like, it's not that, like, oh, my social anxiety is so bad that I that I can't go. It's more like I don't care that much and I'm going to let my, my – I'm just going to let my other – my better devil's win or my worst devil, whatever it is. Like, I'm just going to make the choice that I don't care enough to combat this anxiety. It's not necessary. So I won't go. But typically, like, I do attend things they say I'm going to attend. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that um, – I usually just don't commit to something if I know that I'm going to probably back out. All right. No, yeah. It doesn't stop me from doing things. Like, I'll do them um, – because Rusty definitely gets more out, like will make me do more things. I don't, 
but yeah, I I don't. It doesn't stop me. It stops me from doing anything spontaneous. Like, like I'm never gonna just be like, "Hey, Aileen, you want to go to brunch?" Like, because I would be like, <laughs> "Oh, I have to like." Then we'll have to maintain a conversation the whole time, and we need to prepare for that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we we need to write our notes. <laughs> no, no one's writing notes actually. <laughs> but do you, so, do you have any strategies to combat? Okay, when you feel it. I will say that my social anxiety has lessened over time due to becoming more comfortable in who I am. And I think probably the people around me also making somewhat of that transition, if not complete, like maybe they didn't completely make that transition. But like, I think people generally have become more comfortable in themselves. And I think that for me, like realizing that like no charade I try to put on is going to work. Like, it's just not worth it. Like, who am I? Like, social anxiety for me comes up when I'm trying to behave in a way that doesn't feel true to myself. Like, either by making conversation that I don't really want to make or by, I don't, usually it's something like that. Or by being somewhere I don't want to be. But, like, when I just kind of relax and, like, I mean, I know that's not what you're supposed to tell someone what I need to do, but like when I <laughs> once I feel like I was able to like okay, I would say group trips are a great incubator for for discussing social anxiety because you're trapped. You know, like you're really you know, you can't like leave a group trip. But that those don't happen as often. It's like going to a wedding and sitting next to randoms. Just realizing that like other people have it too. They're not studying you as completely as you care and if they are like okay so you're you and whatever like you don't need to be something else right like you like it's better to just be silent sometimes than make the awkward combo because like who can like you know what i mean yeah yeah i i know but yeah like i I actually have this distinct memory of like when we went to the catskills Alexa and I were sitting out with the fire and I remember just sitting there and saying absolutely nothing to her for like 10 minutes. I remember yeah. thinking like, oh my God, does she think it's weird that we're not saying anything? Does she no, like- she doesn't want to No, talk. I know. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. then like a few months later, she said to me like, I hate talking. I wish we could just sit in silence. And then I remembered the time we were sitting there and I'm thinking like, and I thought back and I'm like, oh, like she doesn't. She didn't care. She liked this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But everything's different. Like, yeah. But even even if she felt weird too, like, who cares? Like, it doesn't actually matter. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. My um, strategies with dealing it are sort of cognitively accepting that like nothing bad's going to happen. So it's just like there's nothing that's going to happen. I-, I fall back on small talk when it's a situation where we all do yeah we all do or i'll leave to go get a drink 
like, oh, I can't even look. leave gracefully. That's that's why I'm like so bad at leaving gracefully. Oh, I'm I'm really good at I'm really like just like all right, see ya. I feel too guilty. I feel too guilty. I feel like the person knows I'm doing it to like abandon but them. Who cares? That's the point. Is like whatever. It's fine. I don't, don't want to hurt their feelings. They probably feel saved in that right, moment they as probably well. Feel saved. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, I almost okay. I also think that. Because social anxiety is so widely experienced, you can almost fall back on talking about the social anxiety. Especially post-COVID. Yeah. I feel like you could be like, how weird is it to be out? Or like, let's say you're just like, let's say you're just like sitting with someone in a, like, or you're like, I don't know, you're at a wedding. Like, okay, let's say you're at a wedding. You could sort of like, talk about other people's interactions, how awkward they are. If you feel like, let's say you're on a trip and you just are like, it's, I always find the worst parts of trips in the morning when like, I have nothing to say. I don't want to talk to you. And you're like with one other person, like making coffee and you're like, (laughs) you like should talk and you're so hungover probably. And it's just like, I don't want to talk in those situations. Like you could just be like, I want to sit here in silence. (laughs) Like, you know what I, I mean? Like, you are, can make jokes. But those are okay. understood. Not everybody's like a morning person. Like, if that person's not talking, that means they also feel the same way. Right. Uh, what do you think about this? Like, a, a strategy could be, like, having some, like, things to talk about in your adva- in advance. But how sociopathic do you think that is? <laughs> well, okay. I, okay, I actually know what you mean, but they won't necessarily be things that I saved up because um, to fill conversation. They're more just like things I'm thinking about, like that I will want to bring up to everyone around me because yeah. it's on my mind. Like, like, There's nothing better when there's like a scandal yep. that everybody's talking about. Yep. That is truly the best. Yeah, it is because it gives you it gives you like a shared interest that isn't about yourself. My anxiety stems from having to talk about myself. And like I don't want to. Yet she has podcasts. <laughs> I know. Exactly. This is drive especially because though I do like I already talk about myself so much when he, like on these shows. I'm just I'm just like, I don't have anything. Like, ask me how I'm feeling. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just am. My anxiety spends, stems from not knowing what questions to ask other people about themselves. I could talk about myself forever. <laughs> ask me about me. <laughs> I can ask people about themselves till the end of the day. Like, literally 24 hours. I can I like literally can't you, think of a single question. How's your mom? How's your job? What's going on? How do you like it? Is is there, you know? Okay, those are good questions. I'll save those up. But like, okay, it's so weird to me to think to say to someone, "How is your job?" Unless it's brand new. What's going on in your job? Like, are you liking it? Like, unless we, sp- mind, unless you we can- had spoken about their job like regularly, because there was a thing. I feel Why like not? it would like- be. No, I disagree because you can also think back like to something that's going on with your job, like. Ugh. Like things, I feel like you know, I'm just get feeling a really, I'm feeling really burnt out. Like, are you, do you feel like is that is that something that you got you feel if it's a completely different profession, or has it going? Like, I don't know. I feel like that they, they're they want to talk about it unless they're just like fine, and you're just like, oh, okay, what's the next thing you could talk about? Rusty does this thing. It's in social situations where he like has like a roulette of questions he or things he can talk about with like people. what i don't know it's just fires off until he finds something in common with someone like and then what is an go example on about of one it. question oh, i don't even know he'll bring up something about sports he'll it's like bringing up thinking about a topic oh how about you know the housing market <laughs> how about like just things that people are talking about in this he'll just like bring it up and then he'll find out that that there's somebody next to him that is in healthcare, and they they quietly then talk about that <laughs> you know it's just it's like a roulette of of topic starters <laughs> right. like i feel like most of the time with people i reach for topics that i have talked with them about in the past like, so it's almost like a continuation of the last time you saw them. So that that's that's actually, like, I think a successful tactic for me because, like, there's, there's a theme. 
But I also think that that does not work when you do not have, know the person, you have no history with them. And obviously, obviously, and, yeah, right. And obviously, and you don't have anything to grab onto that's like in the air, a scandal, in, the in weather. Those, but in those situations, there's something obviously in common that brings you to that place. So you have to then be like, oh, how do you know this? How person? do you know the bride? Like at a wedding <laughs> yeah. or at a party? Or if you're at like some sort of work-esque, like, I'm not going to say a gala, but like, I don't know why that comes to my mind. I don't go to galas, but like you're at some sort of event and you're just like, oh, how did you get involved with this? You know? And then I, what I think about social anxiety a lot has to do with like the mood. It's so mood based. Mm -hmm. Like I can be in a jabbery mood and just like happy go lucky one day and just like willing like I don't my social anxiety goes out the window I'm just like willing to pull things out of me to talk about but when you're in this like I don't want to talk to anyone mood there is the box is closed like the box of combo is just closed and it's very hard to access Mm -hmm. and and that's where it's really important to find someone who's willing to open the box like they need to get it out of you and it's just it's just really really hard You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I also think that maybe part of the reason that my social anxiety like went away over the years, it's not away, but why it has declined a little bit over the years is that the situations that we socialize in are different now. I think that they're much more like suited to my personality where like you can sit and have a conversation about a topic rather than like, and then, and then it's like, it's not awkward because like you have had a conversation. So even if you see that person like later in the night at an event, it's not weird because like you went, you already like connected. But I think back in the day when we used to go to like bars and pregames with bigger groups where like you didn't know who was going to like walk in next, like you had a Garcelle and Brenna situation kind of a lot, you know, like those, those are the points where I literally can't, the box is closed. Yeah. So like those types of situations like in bars or like those types of socializing, like I was I never really good at that type of socializing. But yeah, I think that that is like a lot more challenging because like you have to kind of be shallow. And I think that that's the hardest conversation to keep going. Mm-hmm, totally. People have asked, do you find drinking more alcohol when you're socially uncomfortable helps? Yes. Obviously, <laughs> is why we do things, social things around drinking, 100%. It's been really crazy to go into social situations now, like sober. It's just, it's like you have to be so, I don't know, on. It's You have to be on. And that some people are comfortable like that, but it's, it, it's definitely been like a, an experiment. But I, I like, I was at an event the other day, not an event, we, a gathering where it was just like everyone was just not, and the people weren't drinking that much and we were just talking the whole, it was like many hours and it's just, it just turns out very comfortable. You find things in common and you just ch- chat about it. I find like people like for, for the questions that are like strategies or like if you hear, if you like have this negative voice inside of you, I think when you overthink it, it really it like feeds the anxiety if you like over fear yourself and you're just constantly like the you're you're feeding the anticipation of what are we going to talk about what's going to happen who am i going to see what's going to be there what how am i going to act like if you're just act if you if you if you feed into that it just heightens the anxiety and it makes situations more awkward right whereas whereas if you don't and you just sort of accept you know, I can't control what's going to happen and it is what it is. <laughs> it it makes for flow happen better. Happen more flowy? <laughs> more, yeah, more swimmingly. Flow, flow flows better. <laughs> flows better. I also think that like, I've everyone's heard this a thousand times, but it really is true. No one is thinking about you nearly as much as you're thinking about you. They're thinking about them. They're worrying about their social anxiety. So just like maybe try to put yourself into someone else's head for a second and like it will feel so much easier to talk to them because you'll feel like, oh, we actually probably feel very similarly right now or somewhat Mm -hmm. similarly right now. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. No one is ever, everyone's always thinking about themselves. That's how I get through things where it's like, oh my God, I just said the, ugh, I just offended that person or I just said something like so judgy or I just said something that I don't even like believe in. I don't know why I said that and it's too awkward to take it back. You know, when you just say shit that like, I don't even know where that came from. Like, you know what I mean? I, like I've, yeah, why did, yeah, or that tone or just like what? Why did I just come off like such a bitch? How did it come out? Like, how did that come out? I didn't try to make that come out. Exactly. Do you think it's because we're extroverts and we think out loud? Okay, maybe. <laughs> but my my chest hurts for a solid 24 hours from that. But but it but honestly, what's really helped me is like no one is really thinking about that. And I mean, maybe unless you say something really crazy and then everybody's talking about it. But but like no one is really thinking about that as much as you are no one so that that's what gets me through that like sunken chest feeling which i hope everybody knows what i'm talking about it's like so physical right right also like it helps to remember like everyone has those things that they think back on and they like it feels like a shot in the heart with a fucking arrow. Like everyone has those things. Even the yeah. people who you think are like such, so great, such shining stars, you know, life of the party. Like they also do things that they are mortified by. Every mm-hmm. human does it. It's just a, an emotion. There's no human in this world who has not felt mortified before. Just remember that. Something that people have sort of asked us about is just like your appearance. So somebody asked, do you find wearing a particular outfit makes you more confident in social settings? Or I feel like just how you are with your body or like your confidence level during social settings affects your social anxiety. Um, Oh, somebody asked like, do you find wearing a mask decreases your social anxiety? And all of these are like appearance-based questions. Uh, Yeah, I was literally going to say that. I find so much relief in wearing sunglasses like no one can see where you're looking and you're you can't see half your face you can't see half your face yeah you're much more you're much more vulnerable without sunglasses the mask if there are no sunglasses yes a mask it can be but i don't i don't find only if there's no sunglasses though if you a mask and sunglasses is like too much. It's really the best. No, <laughs> it's too much. I was like, oh, that's the best. I'm going to be the invisible man. <laughs> um, but wearing an outfit also definitely affects like whatever you're wearing and you're, I, if it fits or just like what you're, <laughs> should I share this? What happened this weekend? I was, I was walking in the Hamptons and I was dressed like an idiot. I was dressed like an idiot. I was like, didn't like care i was walking my dog and when i walk my dog i attach her to my fanny pack <laughs> and it's like okay, so why not? Losery. i don't know but it's but it's, it's like losery. like no it's, it's not slightly it's okay, productive like, it's productive but also because she she doesn't pull as hard she doesn't pull as hard when she's attached to my waist so it's really great. They she flows with your direction better than like pulling at her. You know what? Anyway, in that moment, I was thinking, I'm like, oh my god, if I see anyone right now, I'm just gonna be like, oh god, like they're gonna see me in my stupid fucking panty pack, and <laughs> I don't have sunglasses. I forgot them. And in that sex split second thought, I hear Aileen, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> So if you're that person who who did that, who bumped into me this weekend, I just know that that was my headspace. But I got through that conversation. It was great. I have no idea what I said. And because I was like thinking about the fact that my dog is attached to my family <laughs> the whole time. I know it's fine. I know it's fine. But like, ugh. You know what I mean? I just, I really, I care about what people think, but I don't really care. So I didn't really, I didn't think about it too far later. I just thought it was funny. But in that moment, it was just so funny because I was like, if I see anyone right now and then I hear my name and I'm like, God damn it, who is it? (laughs) And anyway, but it's definitely, appearance definitely, because I was thinking, I was like, if I was in a cute dress right now, like not like dog to fanny like i would be <laughs> i would would it would have been fine right but anyway you know what's so weird he, it's 
life is like all just a bunch of humans kind of bumping into each other, not knowing what the other one. No, I don't mean like literally bumping or like running into. I mean just like sort Entropy, of complot, colliding in various ways with only your own perspective that you know for sure, and like, and yet the perception of is up for the world to make. You know, it's so interesting. And that, I think, is probably the cause of social anxiety because we all know that. And you come with indifferent, like, moods. It's not stable at all. Like, you can you can bump into the same person in the same circumstance but have a completely different, like, mood. And so, like, that interaction changes. Right. The interaction changes. The The relationship the going forward changes. The It's – life is weird. It's a lot. I see why everyone's stressed about it. <laughs> let's talk, let's answer some specific questions like how do you support a partner with severe social anxiety who especially say it's now worse post-pandemic a letting them have the anxiety like we literally just went through a year where people were staying home because they were trying to avoid dying so i understand why that might take maybe like months to a year to kind of like fully get back to where you were before. So I would maybe suggest if that person wants to talk to someone, a therapist, like you probably don't need like lifelong therapy to address this. Like you probably just need to address. But what if they're like, I don't want to talk to a therapist. Okay. So then don't talk to a therapist. Then you should just, then you should try to encourage them to do like one thing a week. And then the rest of the time kind of let them come to their own decision. But like, you're not there to like train them back into the social world, but I would encourage them to do things that are not incredibly challenging. Like like when Avi wants to make me do one thing, <laughs> I'm the person in the story. I'm the partner who doesn't want to go do things. So like he doesn't make me do that many things, but like he will encourage me to do a small number of things that he is pretty sure I will enjoy and can handle and are not that crazy or intense. And yeah. then like progressively you get, you know, you got a little bit more used to going places, seeing things. It's not that big of a deal. It's not as big of a deal anymore. Intro slowly introducing the amount of social interactions per activity is like the key. So like if you want to say, okay, let's go instead of doing brunch at home or lunch or breakfast during the weekends, whatever you're doing, let's go out and don't worry. I'll talk to the waiter. I'll do everything. I just want to let's maybe just like go out and regardless, they'll see, they'll slowly accustom, like reaccustom themselves to the real world and what, interactions the real world throws at you next time maybe do a longer activity oh after brunch let's or before brunch let's go to a i don't know if you're working out but let's go to a store i want to pick up this thing and maybe there's gonna be a person maybe that's too much maybe i don't know but there's um or let's go hang out let's go to a an event where you don't need to talk to anybody. I can do all the talking. Like those kinds of things. Right. Um, you, but you could do like, okay, now we're going to go out with friends that you're very close with. We're going to go on yeah. a double date. Next time we will go to a hang with people who are, you know, maybe there's like one person you don't know there or maybe right. you know everyone there, but – they're all, but it's more people. Like I think or, getting yeah something. What, what you said earlier before about something that they would enjoy, too. So like if you know that there's going to be like a if they like sports, if this is a partner, let's say this whatever they like sports, and you know like there's some game on or something. Like I'm sure they're gonna have the game on. You can like sit there and watch it and talk to the other guy or whatever whoever is watching it too. I think that make the barrier of entry as easy as possible because they enjoy it. Okay, what about going back to the office, especially if you were hired during pandemic? Mm, that's really tough because because you're trying to do well at your job and navigate like the office dynamics. So, yeah, your anxiety is like pretty warranted, I would say in that situation. It's it's can be scary, but I would work on finding like one person when you get there who you feel like you can relate to and just focus on like befriending one person because here's the thing i don't know if the office she's going into is going to be horrible or it could be amazing and she could find friends really easily so it really you have to feel out the mm -hmm. the dynamic you might love it like there's a chance you might love it and you might really connect with your coworkers. there's also a chance you might not like it but give it a chance try to find like one person and then take it from there and see you know 
how it goes. I also think that like remove all pressure though to even like it or not like it on the first week. Just sort of go. And if you don't talk to anyone, it's fine. You know, like it doesn't, it doesn't, you just remove the pressure, just sort of like remove all expectations and plans of what you're going to do socially. If you don't have like a friend by the end of the week, that's fine too. You know, I think that like allowing it to happen sort of more naturally, seeing who you gel with through conversations and then maybe saying like, oh, maybe this person could be a friend. We'll see. You're also like but, not there to make friends technically. So yeah, but you have I to, always, it really, you need to, need to find a buddy everywhere I go. <laughs> no, I agree. But it, it's not like you're, if you, if you don't have friends, if you don't have like lots of great friends from work, like that's okay. Like you're going there to, to make money and advance your career. Obviously you'd prefer to, but like, we don't even know what the office dynamic is yet. It really, whether or not you need to have friends in the office, I think depends on the dynamic of the office. Like if no one's friends, you don't really need, you're there for business get your job done, do a good job. Don't worry about like but making buddies. But if it's like an office where collaboration is really important and people that are friends, you might feel uncomfortable if you feel like the odd one out. And in that situation, you're, there's a whole process to how to, I guess, kind of get over your social anxiety there. Right. Um, okay. One more sort of general question. I'm sure a lot of people are dealing with so covid people gain some weight we had a couple questions around this so i'll put them together one of them is how do i spend the whole party or wherever i'm at not wondering what people think of my body so like that overthinking it and another question around this topic is i'm anxious to take pictures with friends knowing that you're going to an event with pictures because i've gained 30 pounds but every time we go out they want to take pics what do I do? So what kind of body-related social anxiety and like think wondering what people think? Yeah, I I I mean I definitely have the picture anxiety for like Jordana's Bachelorette cuz like pictures are obviously a huge thing and like we've been to a lot we've you know we've been to a few social interactions, a few social events but the pictures are not as we're not as like constant or as big of a deal. I think this is sort of like the million dollar question like how do you navigate being uncomfortable in your body? in a, a social situation that we, you know, we haven't been in a while. Well, let's st- start with one, the, the first one, question. How do I not spend the whole party or wherever you're going not wondering what people are thinking of my body? How do you take that out of your head? How do you relax? Okay. I think the thing to focus on is that you don't want your experience of this party or this celebration or the time with your friends, whoever it is, you clearly want a relationship with these people. You don't want that time to be robbed because you were you were worrying about your physical body that is okay no matter what it looks like. And I think trying to focus on like, these are my friends. They No one disinvited me because I gained 30 pounds. Like they still want me here. They They didn't pick me because I was thin in the first place. Like, that is really the truth. Like, I don't think there's anyone in this world who's, like, real good friend is friends with them because they're thin. Like, I just don't think that's the case. So, you know, other than the Victoria's Secret Angels, like, although they're that's already not a thing anymore. They're now just empowering women. <laughs> right, right, whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, focus on the time you're you're there for. You're there to, like, bond with people celebrate whatever it is you're celebrating and like deepen your relationship through whatever this event is. And like in five years, you're going to remember I was here for this thing with my friends. And but say, but say you were going somewhere that's not all friends. I think like also, I know this is really hard to do, but sometimes if you just sort of try, it might work like the fake it till you make it um mentality in like a place where you really don't know anyone or whatever you have this chance to make a first impression and if you're there sort of just in your head you believe like i put on this sick outfit i feel really good and i'm not going to let these insecurities like ruin my night and 
and you're just like, I look fucking great. I look, just say it seven times in the mirror before you leave or say it into your phone <laughs> on the cab there, whatever you do. And then just anytime you feel it and come back to your head, just physically just remove it. Like just like slap it out of the way, like with your hand. If you need to go to the bathroom, just slap it out of the way. Don't slap anyone. But just try to like physically remove those thoughts in your head, those like really limiting, bad, negative thoughts in your head. And just try to get through one event like that and see if it works. I also, feel like if you are meeting people for the first time, they don't know that you put on weight. Like they're not thinking, oh my God, like look how much weight she gained. They're just seeing you and they're like seeing a person for the first time. And so if you can access that confidence, even if it's quote unquote fake, Mm-hmm. They're not going to like – in fact, I think that's probably like a great first impression to make. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You have this chance. Even if you didn't gain 30 pounds and you're just constantly always in your head about it, like you have this sort of chance or not even if it's the first time. You just sort of go into it just saying, I'm not going to let these thoughts come to my head. I'm going to enjoy my experience. I look fucking good because I put on this great outfit where, and I feel confident and I'm not going to let any one picture or any one angle ruin that in that moment or anybody's comments or anything, anybody's th- I like judgy eyes that I'm looking for because I know I'm insecure in that moment because <laughs> you know we all do that. We look for someone to take that away from you. But don't go into it like that. And see if you'll have a good time. Because I feel like you might. I wish everybody luck going into social situations. Just know we're all with you. <laughs> Just try to keep our head, our voices in your head. And my Aileen and Sammy's voice in your head when you're in these social situations. And just remember that like everyone's feeling it. And slow stakes are low unless you're like literally meeting like an in-law. Even then it's like whatever. You're meeting an in-law or you're meeting like your boss for the first time. Just try to like just put on your your best confident self that you can sort of muster up. <laughs> In that moment, do your best, and that's all we could really do. Email us, dst at betches.com, if you want us to read your dear DST for Thursday's episode and your non-scale wins. And please subscribe to Diet Starts Tomorrow on Spotify and Apple. And guys, check out DST Back for Seconds. It's our bonus episodes that we have launched, extra episodes. We talk about behind-the-scenes stuff. We do a little bit more personal content and all ad free listening you don't have to listen to one ad and it's only 2.99 extra a month just support our show even if you don't want those just you want to support our show in another way and oh and you also get these episodes early if you want to do that so again you just go in the apple podcast app all the episodes are in that same diet starts tomorrow feed so go check that out and here's the real one we're always with you through thick and thin Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.